he just says, here, come here, little puppy, stand up. It picks you up by the back of your neck. Nice, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's really good. Welcome back to Dropship Podcast. My name is SD. Yo, and I'm Zobs. And that's my main man, brother from another mother, Zobs. Uh, today's actually going to be a great episode. Uh, we are going to be updating you listeners about the patch notes that just dropped so we can see what kind of goodies uh, Respawn fixed. And we're going to be bringing you a nice little guide of how we feel we can help you make your KD better because it seems to be that that's like the number, the number you want. And besides KD and the patch notes, we're going to be talking about Grand Soiree and a little bit of tournament news we're going to bring to you as well. So welcome. Thanks for joining today, tonight, this morning. Yeah, thanks for being here. Right on. So patch notes. Zobs, you were telling me about a ton of different patch notes that came up and... Yeah, <laughs> You've yeah. read the patch notes. I like the transition effort, though, but okay. come on. <laughs> I have read them, but, but you're the patch notes. No, no, no. All right, so right we're going to start. No, Esty, you got to do bug fixes because I'm not so good with caring about bug fixes. Okay, I got to do bug fixes. So uh, if you have been playing Battle Royale games for a while, then you have mage and meandered your way through all the Battle Royale games, and you most likely played a lot of time on Fortnite. Now, with Fortnite, here's, like, gamers got spoiled with Fortnite. What happened with Fortnite was, is the Fortnite developer said, hey, check this out. We are going to drop an update and patch notes and fixes once a week. Now, I don't know, Zobs, like, tell me, was that normal? Like, I'm thinking, when I look back on Fortnite, like, that is abnormal. Fortnite was a faster pace, but they also had a bunch of articles written about how... They run a sweatshop, so, you know. <laughs> right? the, the developers got to be, like, it's crazy. Like, we thought we were super spoiled with getting fixes and bug fixes and things added every week. And so I feel like the gaming community that's into Battle Royale modes, they got really, like, spoiled a little bit. We all got spoiled because we expected new, shiny, new toys, you know, once a week. Or at least more Speak for often. yourself. I'm not spoiled. I, I don't feel like I am either, but I know a lot of people are like, when are you going to fix this? And so it's a nope, big deal. just people on Reddit. No, not everybody. Okay, well, I don't know how else to gauge the heartbeat of the community. It's like, okay, there's politics, and then there's Twitter politics, and there's gaming, and then there's Reddit gaming. <laughs> that is so true. I agree with you 100% because I love Thanks. Apex Legends, but man, I stay away from the Apex Legends subreddit because it's very salty. Okay. So right. there were some good bug fixes. I'll kick yeah. it off. Yeah, you kick uh, it off, bro. They fixed the bat. You can see your teammates' skins now, which SD mentioned last episode. Yeah, last episode, I mentioned how when we were in the loading screen and we were all picking our characters, how when, let's say, for example, Zobs picks his Bangalore, which he plays Bangalore most of the time, and he has this super sweet legendary skin that I don't have. Well, when he picked Bangalore... No, no, not for Bangalore. Well, no, I'm, I'm, uh, that's an example. So, like, you oh, pick yeah. your oh, Bangalore God, sorry, with bad. your sweet skin, but I... Oh, man, the, the, it might happen. The soiree event, Bangalore, I can't remember her name, but she looks super oh, classy. Oh, she does look and awesome. I, okay, I, I know we're talking patch notes, but okay, well, I was planning... Okay, go. I've, no, 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 I gotta get this out, dude. This hurts. I was... I've got, like, 2,800 
uh, crafting materials. And I was like waiting for the soiree. I knew they're gonna kill it with Bangalore, and I was ready to drop twenty four hundred on it. I've been saving up crafting materials. And what you and dropped then, nope. one on a on what caustic? No, I gotta pay eighteen bucks. Ain't no crafting these legendaries. Oh uh, well, yeah, of course. But you don't actually have to pay eighteen bucks because the really cool thing about this LTM is usually. Uh, in the in the little loot robots, the loot pool, the LTM or the special event legends and skins were not in the loot pool for your bots. And they changed that this time. So even though... Your bot, I'm not following. You can buy that, that eight... Well, no, because before, so let's say the Christmas one, I couldn't get Gibraltar's big polar bear legendary outfit from a loot box from leveling up. However, with this LTM now, with the Grand Soiree, those skins, wait, we get loot boxes. Those wait, skins, are you saying we get soiree loot boxes. Well, not. I mean, they're not all soiree, but it's possible to get one of the event legendary skins in just a regular leveling up, um, loot box robot. So hold on, I get level one hundred and whatever, whatever. They yeah, say, yeah, yeah, and then it says, box. "Hey, open your box." You know, you have one, and I could get a soiree event yes, in there. You wait, could, wait, yes, you could. Where did it say that? Where's, what? Are you sure? That's big. I mean, that's huge. I read that today. Oh my gosh. Now I feel, you know, I feel kind of crazy that I didn't like super double, triple check. But when I read it today, I was like, what? That's awesome. And I am pretty sure. Okay. Well, that if it's in the show, that means we're pool. correct right now. They're adding to the loop pool. I'm going to say it right here. You heard it here, folks. They are adding the Grand Soiree skins to the loop pool uh, for the time being. All right, then I'm going to retract my criticism. It wasn't a criticism, but that makes me feel a little bit better about not being able to craft my my Bangalore. Yeah, it's possible. It is possible to get it from um, from now your loot boxes. And I'm pretty sure that is a fact. So say Zobs gets his fantastic new uh, Grand Soiree legendary outfit. Before this fix. Oh, I'll, if I get that in a loot box, I'll put out an episode with just me screaming into the mic. I would love to hear it. I, I really would love to hear that. But, well, no, no. So if you pick that now in the loading screen, instead of me seeing whatever skin I have on Bangalore, I actually finally now get to see your skin, which is great. So that, that was a good bug fix. That was a good bug fix. Uh, that's, that's one of my favorite bug fixes. It's a very aesthetic bug fix, but it's a great bug fix. I think the biggest bug fix of the entire thing that actually like matters when we play the video game Apex Legends is now we can finally see the trajectory of our grenade, which that was horrible. I, there are so many times where I felt like if I just placed a grenade better, I could have killed the whole squad, but I couldn't see where I was throwing it. So I just guessed and I'd be off. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Having a trajectory line is a big deal, so I'm glad they fixed that. Th okay, those were the big ones, and I, I, I actually want to bring up a conversation with you right here, Zobs. So this is the not the first time this has been on bug fixes. Fixing for cases where the final circle was ending in a bad location. Now, that's twice now, and I guess there's been a circles that have ended where, say, you have a mountain, and the circle lands in the middle of the mountain, and if you're on one side of the mountain... Or the other side of the mountain, like your survival depends on where the last circle is. So people weren't winning by winning the last fight. They were winning because the RNG gods gave them the better half of the circle. And totally. I won. have both won and lost games that way. Yes, I have both won and lost games like that too. And I think that's really great. Now, 
my problem is is I feel, you know this could be like the Patriot Act you know where the uh, American oh, you can call everybody a terrorist. I'm right interested. Now. Okay, it's ambiguous. What is a Ooh. bad location? What defines a bad location? Because I've heard a lot of people and I've seen people saying like, why is the last circle half out of bounds? You know, on the edge of the map, and oh, that to me I think is that's not great. a bad location. No, I agree. I, I don't, don't think that. I think you defined a bad location pretty well. Where yeah, I think teams... the only bad location could be is yeah, what we just said. Yeah, it, it's a fine line. I don't. I don't want. I. I want there to be a definite like what the heck's a bad location because to me, if every single circle oh, ends in they like don't need to the tell us. middle a little bit, it gets kind of boring. I want circles to end on the very edge of the map more often. I don't get those enough. Yeah, me too. I like weird spaces. I think it's cool they're, mm-hmm. you know, getting rid of, like, you know, the mountain things. You know, there was one time where I was underneath a bridge, and the circle dropped, and it was just, like, us three. We didn't have a pathfinder or nothing. Yes. Oh, just, yeah. I remember that. Right? It was actually, it, yeah. was, it was just below. It was right outside of Sorting Factory on the ground, right outside, right down the cliff from that circle building. Yeah. And yeah, so, and like, I couldn't get up, like but I was playing stuck. Playing around and having fun. Yeah. And if I had a pathfinder, we could have done it. You're right. But I I think like if there's a definition of bad circles, it should just be when one half of the one part of the circle is on one side of a, a mountain and one part of the circle is on the other side of the mountain. Not yeah. when part of the map is hanging off the edge of the map. I think that's a good circle still. Because then instead of the last circle being, you know, whatever big, it just it just shrinks the circle. It doesn't make it unfair for one team or the other. It just shrinks it even smaller, which is totally okay in my book yeah i agree so let's talk wraith and let's talk gibraltar everybody knows gibraltar got buffed again for uh, uh, yeah revives. and that's why people are saying that, that gibraltar is the new lifeline which is kind of accurate and fair and then wraith got a real good kick down a stair to um 10 okay. seconds added to her tense uh, that's wraith huge. ability and then now her speed game? bonuses yeah. don't stack up while she's running. Okay, in and, and a video game, 10 seconds is a long time. And Turn I in. never, never once, like I have been killed by a lot of TTV sweaty wraiths. Okay, don't get me wrong. But I have never once battled a wraith and been like, she went to the void way too many times in my gun battle. Like I have never thought that. I have never thought that that 25 seconds was too short so that one that one kind of surprised me that blindsided me i didn't expect that wraith nerf today at all yeah i don't think most people did yeah that was that was very surprising um for me and the gibby uh buff was surprising to me too because i already felt i mean zobs you and i have talked about how like tough it is to bring a gibby down one-on-one with his gunship okay so why did they do it okay so they're smart it's not any kind of secret that the community feels like gibraltar's overpowered right now why would they do Mm -hmm. this knowing that they're not they're not clueless it's not like they hopped onto reddit and said hey it seems like people want gibraltar buffed so why did they do this what's the secret plan um okay now if you're even thinking that there is a secret plan uh there's only one thing i can think of is that they want more data on gibraltar and so they are enticing us as a community to play with gibraltar more so they can gather more data on gibraltar and i say this not because it's a whim in my mind and i'm just making stuff up i'm saying this because in in games past 
uh, Destiny, for example, there was a time where the meta was really fast-firing burst rifles. So there was people that were complaining about really fast-firing burst rifles. So what happened? There was a big event in the game where one of the rewards was a fast-firing burst rifle. So the community went from having just the, a bunch of people having very rare burst rifles that were in that category of fast-firing to now the entire game like the entire player base had a fast firing burst rifle. And what Destiny did was, is they used all the information from everybody and their burst rifles to then bring a solid nerf to it after a while. And so this seems like an unfair buff to Gibby because he's already really good oh. and he's oh. already a really good character that I, I think, what's up? Yeah, okay, so, uh. I th- yeah. yeah. So they okay. Look, that, those are my thoughts. They know. So okay, they're giving us. I'm, I'm taking what you said and building on it. They give us a yeah. honeymoon with uh, Gibraltar. The same way for a little while, we all had that special. Uh, okay, and hold on. Let me let me interrupt you again, real quick, for just a second. So Gibraltar revives squad mates faster while inside the dome shield. Is what happens now. So we revive you faster in the dome shield. So it's not like anything crazy, but it is a buff that people didn't expect or thought that was needed. All right, go. I just want to let everybody know like what we were talking about. Maybe they're kind of reworking Gibraltar, so they're going to buff him now, and he's kind of turning into a lifeline character, right? Yeah. So maybe the next thing that we see coming is a huge buff to lifeline where she kind of gets reworked a little bit where you know now she has something that Gibraltar doesn't. So maybe this is like a two-part buff. Yeah, okay, because you're, you're exactly right between the Gibraltar and the Lifeline. Because right now, Gibraltar revives squad mates faster while inside the Dome Shield. Well, Lifeline in general revives squad mates faster. This is the buff that Lifeline needs, is the, uh, the shield. It needs to stay up for a couple seconds after you're done with the revive. Oh, ooh, yeah, I like that. And that, I, would just, that would be a huge buff. Lifeline, Lifeline, definitely. Because of the shield that you're talking about right now, I have seen some amazing like gun battles where somebody will revive their homie just just to like make the person that they're fighting against use all of their bullets you know what i mean so they'll they'll yeah, be but that's not gonna work against a high level player uh, i have seen it in very fast motion where they're like battling and the dude and the dude's got an r99 usually what happens when you play a high level player with an r99 they're gonna drop a whole clip on your head but what happens if they start r99 in you you revive your homie then they drop the rest of their clip in the shield, and now they have to reload, and you have that like split second okay. of while they're reloading. Yeah, all right, I, I, I get. I love topic. it. I love that shield. I I really want to play Lifeline more. But so Gibby is now Lifeline defensive dude. What do you think about like? Is there anything that you have to add on to that? Because I haven't actually thought about that. No, I just thought of it because of what you had said. Okay, like you said like you know they're making us. They want us a lot of people to play with Gibraltar for a while. And I thought, okay, well, if they're reworking Gibraltar into making him a better healing character, well, then what are they going to give Lifeline to make us want to pick Lifeline over Gibraltar? I think I think what they could do is they could add a gold item to Lifeline's loot pool. Uh, even if there was a, a, let's say, like... No, it needs something better than that. Uh, but even a 7% chance of being there a gold item, because when we all have purple at the end of the game, like, what's the even point? The only thing Lifeline's nope, package does enough. when you drop it is it lets everybody know where you are, and if you're really savvy, you use that, you use her lifeline package's cover. If the final circle's ending up in a field, you drop that thing because then now you have cover in the middle of nowhere. Uh, other than that, when, yeah, I guess that's when you all list. have purples, there's no reason to drop it because it just lets everybody know where you're at. But 
Say you drop it and like you have a 7% chance of a Mastiff or a gold shield popping out of it, that would make her much more enticing. Totally. So Crypto got his buffs. Everybody's happy about oh, that. Yeah. Good to see uh, Crypto's getting a little bit of love. I agree. I, I've been waiting for a buff for him. Really excited about his buff. Apparently, uh, the drone's quieter. Meteor was saying Crypto or dr- Meteor is a Crypto main. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was saying the drone's quieter. And that's awesome. That old drone was just super loud. The EMP no longer affects friendly traps or it doesn't slow our teams now, which is great. Because yeah, it, that that is like a super duper buff. Yes. Like that could be. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what that is. You know, we're gonna have to play with it. But that feels real. Like you could just drive one of those in the middle of a firefight. Yeah. And like, yeah, all of you sudden, don't have to worry about your team stuck in molasses. Exactly. And and I think, but here's the deal. I think it was a little unfair, uh, the fact that they did that for Crypto's EMP, but Caustic's gas still slows down your teammates. So if they're going to... Yeah, but that'd be way too overpowered if it didn't. And I, as I said that, and as you responded, I just realized you're totally right. And that's because Crypto's main ultimate is the EMP, whereas Caustic has gas bombs he can throw everywhere. So I agree. I agree. Maybe his... Oh, maybe for the gas bomb. Maybe his ultimate doesn't slow you down, but his his actually like gas canisters still slow you down. Uh, So what do you think was their... The rationale for getting rid of the energy max. They're bringing a new energy submachine gun. That's what's happening. A new energy submachine gun is going to be dropped uh, soon. I don't know when, but I think they did that because they are dropping a submachine gun. So they want they want static extended energy weapons um, for that reason. And huh. also because... It does make them a little bit different. I mean, energy weapons kind of feel the same to regular weapons. Okay, well, I don't know if this is actually true, but I do feel like the energy weapons have a better um, a better aim assist than light or heavy weapons. No, I, I that's I not feel true. It. I'm telling I mean, you, I can throw... I, I, I let off my havoc in the middle of smoke, no, and I will lock on weapons. to people that I can't see. Why would see. they do that? I don't know. Uh, that That is my, like... You got to give me a motive. That is behind the scenes. I think that happened. But anyway, so the mag size havoc stats without any extended mag used to be 24. Oh, wow. Okay. So 24. So Yeah, so it's not really a nerf. And 44 for the Devotion is a decent mag size. So I don't think there should be any complaints with those two weapons. But now the triple take only has, I believe, five bullets. So you can't have any more than five five bullets with your triple take. And so I think triple take kind of got the little blunt end of the deal because I I believe they, they removed the extended energy mags with the Havoc and Devotion in mind more so than the triple take. Uh, oh wow! So they forgot to write down the triple take in the patch notes. No, no. That well, yeah, it's not in the patch notes, but they. I mean, extended energy mags were removed, and triple take is 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 an energy weapon. So now that yeah, but yeah. in the patch notes they said the havoc's at thirty two, the devotion's at forty four, yeah, and and the triple take is at five. For everybody wondering, you know what that actual number is. You now have five bullets, no more, no less, and so there's just going to be more reloading when you're battling. And I, I like this. I don't think I don't consider it a nerf. I don't consider it negative. I am happy not having to worry. Like every time you pick up a heavy weapon, you pick up the heavy weapon, and then you're like, "Oh, I need this for it, and I need this for it." And you always, always, always want the extended mag for any weapon you pick up. You always want it. 
So then you have that like anxiety of finding a mag for it because 18 bullets from a 301 or 18 bullets from an R99 doesn't necessarily bring somebody down unless you hit all headshots, which is almost impossible. I would call this overall a buff. Yeah, I would call it overall a buff because now we don't have to worry about finding a stinking extended energy mag for the Havoc of Devotion or the Triple Take. We just get what we get and that's just one less item I have to run around the, the map to find. It's so good. It's awesome. You know what else is awesome? What else is awesome? Pumping up your KD. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're going to make me do it. Okay, so KD is this number, right? Kill to death ratio. We all know what KD is, and we all want good KDs. And for Friend Finder, like in Destiny Trials of Osiris, remember how hard it was if we didn't actually have a third to go in with us? It was really hard for Zobs and I to find a third because we didn't have like a, Not true. a 2.0 KD. Not true. No? I would, nope, nope, nope. Me and SD are going to disagree Okay, a lot we are. All right, all right, all right. So I th this is the first disagreement. It was hard if you like tried to like talk about KD and stuff. But I would just post like, let's do this. Let's rock and roll yeah, with oh, an exclamation You and point. I did talk about it. Yeah, if you said nothing about yes. KD, we found more teammates than if we posted our KD. But people could check your stats, and sometimes people wouldn't want to join us because we didn't have the best KD. I got I got to do a a disclaimer or a preface okay. about how I feel about KD. Preface it, and All I'll right. tell you how I so feel about off, it. First off, I think different indicators of if you're getting better are important, and I have a bunch of my own. So if you're into KD and you're really proud of your KD and you've been working at it, and like that's fantastic. And I think this episode topic is great, and I care about my KD in like Apex Legends in my ranked, where it says like season three ranked KD, that's actually pretty accurate because every single time I've been playing ranked on my main account, I'm like trying really hard, I'm focused, I've, you know, I'm like playing at my best. But this is the one disclaimer I'm making for some people. If you're like me, for me, if I, and I have done this in other games and even a little bit in Apex, if I'm watching my KD for everything all the time, it drives me a little bit mm -hmm. mad and I get more mad about stuff and I'm less likely to try new strats or new legends or so for me and what I recommend is like pick KD for ranked and pay attention to that stat. I just I think KD is cool, but you have to be careful with it or else it can drive you crazy. I agree. I agree. And I don't think, to me personally, um, it's not something I obsess over. However, it is something I keep track of because I want a KD above one. Right now, my KD is below one and I want to get that number higher. And so I, Zobs and I have been talking all week, like, how can we bring an episode to you that will help you get a better KD? Because a lot of people look at KDs, whether or not they should whether or not you do, you might not, but I mean, KD's there. That is a statistic in first-person shooters that has been around for a long time. Yeah, but people can't see our and KDs. A lot of people... It's not like Destiny. KD's private now. It is private. It is private. And in Call of Duty, you have to pay $20 to have a publicly visible KD. Did you know that? What? 20 bucks, baby. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, so to me personally, as Zob said, I think KD is important for myself, my own personal goals and like what I want, Katie's a big number for me. I think uh, damage ratio would be a, a big stat, which to me is more important than the kill to death ratio. And I was talking to Zobs about this earlier where I played a game that I had nine assists 
and zero kills, but I had 1,935 damage. Whereas another teammate I had had 11 kills, but had 750 damage. So if you look at KD, if somebody could see that KD and looked at it, they'd say, wow, that dude's 11 times better than SD in that match because he got 11 kills and SD got zero kills. However, you look at the damage ratio and it, I more than doubled damage. He just happened to be the lucky one that got the, you know, the final shot on the guy. So KD doesn't necessarily describe how good you are as a player, but it is a big factor and it is something that you look at as a gamer. So how do we raise it? And so I've been racking my brain on how we can make our KD better as a community. And I came up with a lot of things. Um, the first thing to make your KD better, and I think Zobs, you and I can both agree to this, is that we have to get better. Uh, like Apex Legends is a game where you play with two other people. So it's a lot of like teamwork is important, but I'm not gonna talk about teamwork because a lot of people don't play with pre-made squads and we have the firing range. And so we have the ability to get better shooting our guns solo. So just imagine you're playing solo and you're not worrying about your team. The first thing I found that can make you a better player is aiming your weapon properly. And Zops, what did I do in Destiny when we first played and you always told me not to do that? You aimed ADS way too early. Okay, that yeah, I did I do ADS too early, but remember I would run with my the like like the crosshairs would be pointing towards the ground. And you oh, that's always right. told yes. me to yeah, run. Yeah, you ran with the little up. you didn't yes. Absolutely. Okay, so while you're moving around the map and like make sure the middle of your screen is like chest head level with players if they're on the same plane as you. Don't run looking down because when you run looking down it will then take longer to ADS or then to find, you'll have to move your cursor further to find the sweet spot on a player. So like aiming your weapon while you're not ADSing, make sure you're at a level playing or maybe a little bit up. Like don't be like me where it took me months and months and months of aiming towards the ground. I don't know how many times you told me, bro, quit running, looking at the ground. You know, that's why I kept dying. Um, yeah, it felt, well, in Destiny, it felt more natural to tilt your, like, the way the camera was set up or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It did kind of, you got a better view when your reticle was actually a little bit lower right, than it Right, but it messed me up, um, and then that made me have bad habits. And so, like, there was even when I first started playing Apex, I would run with my reticle face, like, down a little bit. So when somebody popped up in front of me, I had that much more, like, movement I had to do to get towards their head. And so... Weapon aiming is huge while you're just running around the map, keeping like that invisible cursor that you can't see, but the middle of your screen is the cursor and having that yeah. head, head level or just a little below, but not looking down. And so totally, man, that, that is a great tip. There's lots of lots of work to do with your like reticle aiming, even when there aren't enemies. Yes, in even play. when there aren't enemies around. And so that kind of brings me to time to kill TTK how fast it takes to kill somebody. And in every FPS game that we played, there is a headshot multiplier. So the more headshots you get, the faster you kill somebody. So if you get in a one-on-one -on -one battle with somebody and you hit with the same exact weapon, if you hit more headshots than them, you are going to kill that person faster. And so it's important to notice that all the weapons we have have a recoil and most of them coil up. So you'll be shooting, say you shoot somebody's knee with an assault rifle 
as you hold down the trigger, it's going to slowly move up their body to their groin, to their stomach, to their chest, and then to their head, correct? That is, that's how recoil on a gun works. Yeah, I know, I know. But like in a game, sometimes you, you forget that. You just start aiming, you know, for the first, like people get surprised in gun battles and then they try to hit the target wherever they can. And so I always had the problem since I was automatically pointing down, I would always start at people's like knees and work my way up. Oh. <laughs> and so what I have been doing in the firing range sobs is starting at the upper sternum. So when you're battling somebody like below their neck at the upper sternum is like the sweet spot because as you shoot, you'll start to get more consistent headshots. Don't aim straight for the head because you're going to miss more times than you won't. Always aim below the head to make it to the head, you know? Yeah, I think that's actually a really great, like unless you're super pro in this game, headshots help, but you can't do like a headshot a headshot strategy. Yeah. You got to oh, aim no. for like upper chest yeah. and let those recoils bump you up into the head. Yeah. Shots. Yeah. Upper chest. And, and Maybe with a wingman, you know, uh, you're talking yeah, snipers. Yeah. That's a little different because you get to time your gun. shots beforehand. And snipers, you get to time your shots. I brought up an example with Zobs with the hemlock. And so in the firing range, the dummies have purple armor. Isn't that right? Do they have purple shield and head or just purple armor? Yes. Do you know? The dummies are purpled. Like all purple. Full purple? Okay. Full purple, purple, Full purple. purple. So with the hemlock, I did a test because hemlock's my favorite weapon. And I noticed if I started on the chest, like right in the chest, I would get one bullet out of the burst to hit their head and it would take me three bursts to take down the dummy. But if I started right at their neck, I could shoot their neck and get two headshots and I could take down somebody with purple armor and two hits. And so I've effectively reduced my time to kill by 33%. By starting at the mm. neck hey, and not the chest. T- talk about that Mastiff ADS thing you were telling me about earlier tonight. Oh, okay. And since we right now are in gold duos and everybody and their mom is running around with Mastiffs and Krabers, uh, all the shotguns in the game, if you ADS or if you don't ADS, it doesn't matter. The bullet spread will be the same except for the Mastiff. So with the Peacekeeper, if you ADS or if you don't ADS, the bullet spread will be the same on the person that you're shooting against. So it's it's better for you to get to just jump around, hop around, and hip fire shotguns. But with the Mastiff, the spread will be tighter if you ADS. That is the only shotgun in the game where the spread will be tighter while you ADS. Yeah, good to know. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I could I could bring that up for you. Um, and for my second one, Zops, if you want to segue into it, is movement. And how can movement help us win more gutta battles, which will effectively help us kill more people than dying? Uh, what movement strategies do you have? Okay. So I would say it's kind of like a hygiene thing in that you can get a little bit quicker. Like, it's pretty easy to run fast and slide. You know, you slide on the downhills and you jump and, like, that's pretty basic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, a real pro can be healing and running and sliding and jumping and healing the whole time without losing any speed. Um, in the same way, like, take a octane. If you're using a med kit, there's no reason not to stab yourself with a little juice right before your med kit finishes up because it's going to take a little health and then that med kit's going to put you up to 100%. So like something people don't talk about with Octane is that you can juice yourself while healing. And, you know, if you're dropping, you know, you're plugging down a shield battery and getting 75, 100 health maybe, well, at the same time, you take 10 hit points and now you're like moving the same speed as if you never were taking a heal. So you can 
really like gun and run just using your heel and movement, you know, with octane. So it's not really about like, like moving fast is something you'll pick up just from playing the game and paying attention while you run. But like really thinking about the details of the smaller things of movement. Yours and, right there. Okay, yeah. so you just brought up like a defensive type of movement, which to me, like I, I didn't even think about. You're completely right. I watched you, Zobs, in a game like two weeks ago that we were playing. I don't know what mode it was in. I don't know who we were with, but I, I watched you like zoom around with Bangalore and then somebody spotted you and you slid with that extra speed behind cover at Epicenter and you were med kitting up while you were sliding down the hill. And by the time you reached the bottom, you were full health, ready to go. And I was very impressed by like how pro you were able to like move around and heal up at the same time. So you were able to heal up while effectively moving to a different cover. And I, I thought that was yeah, great. Yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, thank you so much. That's very kind. I, that, and that helps me summarize my point. The big thing, forget Octane and all that. Just in gunfights, figure out when you can be sliding and healing and like... If you're sliding and healing, it's like free healing. It doesn't slow you down. And that's mm -hmm. the, co the cost of healing is moving slow. So if you can negate that cost by sliding and healing, you can get a lot of heals off in the middle of a gunfight. Yeah, uh, agreed 100%. Like you need to take advantage of all the free time you possibly have to heal up. And as Zobs was saying, like going fast, I mean, of course you want to heal and go fast, which this is a total side point. I feel like we should be able to heal on a zip line. Yeah, me too. I feel like if I take Pathfinder Zipline, I should be able to heal while... If I can shoot a gun while I'm ziplining, I should be able to heal while I'm ziplining. Um, but, so you brought up the defensive part of movement. I I feel like this is defensive, but more offensive is, is while you're in the middle of a gun battle, it's just as important to dodge shots as it is to hit shots. You know what I mean? You could practice that. In I'm going to jump range. in here. Okay. We said this a few episodes, but the the to add to that, in this game, you can be standing still, jump with your joystick or your, you know, uh, A or D press down, you know, left, right. Yeah. And by the time you land, if you're crouched, you will zip off into a full speed slide. Okay. That so one's hard. I have a mastered fight that one. Where you're... That's tough. Huh? That's tough for me. I can't do the backward slide like you. You're a pro. Yeah, but that's like so. Okay, take. I've so tried it. I, I yeah, and please do it. work on. It. Can you explain it again? Like exactly what buttons? I've tried this. I really yeah, okay. have Zobs. I've listened to you. Tell me how to do this, and I have seen you okay, like so, okay, jump perfect, backward perfect. slide. So yes, this so is good. It's not only backwards; it's in any direction. So okay, imagine you're on a perfectly flat ground. Okay, cement. Yeah. And you're standing still. If you jump and you're holding right on the, you know, you're straping left and right, right? Mm -hmm. You're not moving very fast. You're just walking left and right. Yeah. At that speed, if you jump into the air and then land crouched, you will then zip off in a full speed slide <sighs> at the same speed as if though you had been running full speed and then slid. Yeah. And I so have in the seen middle you of, do that, man. I can't do it. Yeah. So, okay. I'll tell you how to do it. You jump and then you hold crouch for when you land and then that's it. I know it sounds so easy. You make it sound so easy, bro. <laughs> and I've watched you do it and, and look really good while you do it. I've seen you slide in directions that I was like, what? What happens to me when I try this is I end up crouch walking very slowly to the right and getting picked off. <laughs> yeah, you do have to have it held that like from the moment you jump, you have to have it fully sticked over one or the other direction. Yeah. You can do it backwards. I don't know if it works forward, but you can definitely, you can even sometimes if you're closer to the person, 
you kind of slide at them. So, okay, if I'm fighting, and uh, how do I do this? In degrees or whatnot? Just, it's like you kind of, you don't get behind them, but you kind of get be- a little bit behind them. Where mm-hmm. they really have to like get out of ADS and swing around hip fire to keep up with you, right? And, and you that's, know, if you're that's really close huge. to each other. That's huge. You kind of get behind them a little bit, and mm-hmm. you're expecting it, so you're already ready to hip fire and turn as you slide past them. Yeah. But for them, they might be ADS, and then they have yep. to really be good to keep up. with Yep. You. And if they don't like get out of ADS and turn, and if they just stay ADS and turn, I mean, that's a very big distance for them to turn slowly. And yeah, being able to move around in a battle is, is very important. And so there's zobs bringing up the slide and then we have strafing and then just like when we were playing the uh, winter express mode what i found was is if i if i landed right in front of somebody you know i slid down to the train because they're about to capture it and i jumped into the back of the train and i come face to face with somebody we'd start shooting each other and then just a quarter of the way through the battle i'd crouch and just by me crouching down if they're aiming at my head and i crouch down all of a sudden you know, they're aiming at empty air and it takes them a split second to re-engage on my body. And so I found that so dude, ju- just by that, crouching uh, effectively that helped me totally win That is totally a tactic and I actually can't do that. And it sounds so simple and I've tried to learn it, <laughs> but for the life of me, I can't, and I have paddles. I don't have an excuse. Yeah. I cannot just crouch and shoot in the middle of a fight. It just makes me... Right. And, and, and honestly, I had a hard time doing that too, Zops. But the Winter Express, for some reason, I engaged in so many battles so frequently that I was able to like master that better. New topic. What's the next tip? Okay. So the next tip. So that that is kind of like how you as a person can get better winning 1v1 battles. And Apex is a team game. So... Zobs, this is where like all of us come in because now how can you play better with a team? As I said before, I got nine assists and zero kills, but my teammate got 12 kills. I was a big part of that person's 12 kills. Uh, uh-huh, you said before, they sound a little bitter, SD. Oh gosh, you don't even know. I was like, guys, <laughs> let me get this kill. And they're like, okay. And then like a stray bullet would just take this dude down. I ended up with almost my first 2000 point badge with zero kills that whole ranked game. And I, got I think like that's a, actually almost impressive. I got like 150 points, but yeah, I couldn't get a kill. Yeah, I, I think that would actually be very impressive. I, I think that should be its own badge. A 2,000 point, a 2,000 damage match with no kills should be its totally. own badge. Totally. Yeah. But you can also raise your KD by playing better as a team. And so we have two other teammates. Team firing, one where you guys shoot at the same person at the same time, it helps everybody knock down that person faster. And while I was reading online, what I found, I forgot his name. He was a pro gamer. He's, he's actually a veteran. He's, been, he's an older guy, been around for a long time. He said, don't necessarily aim at the person that's closest to you in a gun battle when you're facing more than one person. You want to actually aim at the person that's aiming at you. Because it doesn't. If if one person that's closer to me isn't actually looking at me, and I start firing at him, and then somebody that's aiming at me starts shooting me, then you're you're gonna you're gonna end up getting killed. So it's important that when you face a battle as a team, that you don't just try to like sneak attack the dude that's not looking at you. Whereas there's a guy sniping you guys on the roof, you want to all focus on the one that's got the bead on you first as a team. I feel. Yeah, like. I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty bad about sometimes I just get a juicy target in my in my sights and I kind of forget to get safe first or 
you know, maybe shoot the guy who's shooting me instead of the shot I have. Yep. And uh, yeah, yep. I definitely, you know, like pick my, like, just because I have a good target doesn't mean there's not a great target I could switch exactly. to. Exactly, exactly. For this just, reason or that reason. Mm -hmm. Even if somebody's a sitting duck, doesn't mean That's you should good. be firing at them. Uh, aggro swapping. And aggro swapping is basically when two people are behind cover, you and your teammate, and you pop out of cover, one person does, and starts firing at somebody and gets hurt. They go into cover, but then your teammate gets out of cover and finishes the guy off. So you basically swap out. So instead of one person taking the full battle and then, you know, getting knocked, you basically swap your half dead self to your full shielded buddy to finish the guy off. And aggro swapping, I think, is a more intermediate expert technique as a team. Yeah. And not necessarily yeah. like a beginner I think, technique. I think once you've been communicating and attacking and you get kind of the wolf packing down, then you start getting into the like real, like we're going to be learning how to coordinate uh, Meteor's Crypto Bomb with the right types of fights, you know? Uh -huh. like, yeah, I think yeah. that's definitely intermediate to expert where you start getting into like plays where you're like, all right, all right, let's aggro you first. And then boom, you do it. Yeah, yep. And and I mean, we could go into exactly how to as a team with specific legends and what, what you know, ultimates to use when we're not, we're not really doing that. We're doing kind of like an overview uh, as a team and apex has like a ping system. So we have this ping system. So you don't necessarily need a headset, but it's a little better to have a headset. But if you're not using your headset, like ping, ping with your teammates, ping this and ping that ping enemies, uh, ping weapons, like communicate without communicating over voice. And if you want to go to the right but two of your teammates are going to the left and nobody has a headset, don't just say, okay, screw you guys. I'm going to go to the right by myself because nine times out of 10, you're not going to be able to 3v1 somebody. So like, it's better to stick together. No matter how butthurt you are that you couldn't, you know, you didn't go to Overlook and they wanted to drop Epicenter. Don't Who hurt you, SD? Oh, it's okay. This is a safe place. Oh, no, no. You, you, you. you Come on. You and I have talked about this on the, <laughs> on the episode. Like the solo droppers. Like, they're the worst. They're no, the worst. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, just, just random solo droppers. And then people that are like, hey, guys, I'm just going to go look over here. I hear some bullets. I'm just going to check it out. And they run like a they mile know. away Our to listeners check it out. Know. Uh, it, it's, so you stick together as a team. Like, you definitely have a better chance of winning if you stick with your team. No matter what. Even if you don't want to, totally. just stay by your you team. You stick with your team. Stick with your team. Like, what could we do as a team, Zobs? Like, you, me, and Meteor. What could we do as a team? to help us get okay, more kills Okay, so we're talking like what our crew needs to do specifically? Yeah, we'll say we specifically. Like where, where do we need to approve to help us win more battles consistently? Okay, I'm going to talk to people like me. Go to the training grounds. It's worth it. <laughs> I, was, I was like signing up for classes and Meteor streaming, so I just throw him up on the TV and he's just shooting uh, dummies. And like that dude is always in training grounds every day. And I think he's just been plug in R99 clips into a dummy for like an eternity. Mm -hmm. he, he's gone crazy. And I was watching him and his R99 um, recall control was really good. He was just drilling the dummies from distance. My, I, I do believe my, my tactics and my communication and my decision making outclasses my gun skill. Yes. I think. Yes. I, I see that. Okay. I see that happening with so me too. So I need to like really get serious and spend some time in the training grounds. For a fact, firing range by me spending 
like there was a week where I spent a lot of time in the firing range. And just that one week, seven days of like an hour a day aiming at neck and head with the R99 and the Hemlock and 301s, I don't necessarily hit headshots every time, but I can tell you right now that because of that one week, I hit more headshots after that one week than I ever did before consistently. And like my ratio, like my, like my graph is going up higher and faster for headshots than it was before, just from that one week. So like the firing range is huge. All right, yeah. That's what I got to do to get better, really. It's not a team thing. Like the thing I got to do better for team dropship is like hit my shots more. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the beauty about it. Like you can raise and get better as a FPS player solo and as a team, like there's things that you need to do personally. And there's also things that your team needs to do as a team to get better as a group to help you guys win more battles. And by doing that, your KD goes up. It's that simple. One, two, three, ABC. Follow me. And if you're up. looking for a team, good place to do it is uh, you can join the Discord uh, show notes. Check them out. You'll join up. And we got like a team system. If you're interested in starting a team, just talk to Meteor on the Discord. And he'll get you set up. Come by. Say what's up. Or don't. We're going to keep putting out good shows and yeah. hopefully give you something you can use. Oh, yeah. We love shows. All right. All right, buddy old pal. Um, what is everybody else? So uh, we, we're helping you raise your KD. And, and if you're not really into getting serious, Respawn said, hey, I have two weeks to party. And how are we partying right now? Oh, the soiree event? Yeah, it's a party, baby. It's a 1920s party. Oh, I love it. The skins are dope. My The one I'm looking forward to most is... Uh, uh, Kings Canyon at night. That's gonna uh, be fun today. Okay, so yeah, Kings Canyon at night. I'm actually looking forward to that too, and that's on January 24th and 25th. We have two weeks. Let's talk arcade points. What do you think about that? You think a possible arcade? Like, so okay, okay. Uh, uh, how do I say this? I don't want to talk about skill based matchmaking. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about skill based matchmaking either. Yes, exactly. And I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm talking arcade points uh-huh. and how this could be some kind of tester feeler for some kind of arcade mode where you know maybe it takes some of the heat off uh i don't know how they would take heat off of sbmm or uh, uh, like connection base i remember uh, uh destiny had a problem with sbmm or cbmm they did connection based matchmaking you know and that's something that there that hasn't even been talked about in the community uh, people with yeah, but how often I play in I play in Bolivia and my connection's great. I never have problems. I know, I know. So that's something I don't even so, hear like, about like, now. All these so people like, talking about like their connections. Where are they? I'm in Bolivia. We don't exactly have the fastest internet. I know, I know, and I can't believe connection based matchmaking was such a huge deal. Is is kind of what I'm saying. So yeah, we have SBMM. I I have no idea how they can make an arcade system because like if like the arcade system to me, what it is, is it's reach. It's arcade as in we have multiple different limited time, multiple events to play. So every event, seven events last two days Oh, each. yeah, you're so right. It's like you're you right. walk it's in the doors of it. an arcade. You get to go play Dance Dance Yeah, Revolution no, I didn't see that days. before. You're totally you right. To go, That's what it is. You get to go play a race car game for two days. You get to go play, you know, everybody's favorite dinosaur stalker killer game for two days. You know, that's what they mean by arcade. Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, Jurassic Park. And then Park. there was Time Crisis. Yeah, Time that, Crisis. That Go play dumb. Time Crisis. Uh, so uh, D- House of the Dead. That one was good, too. Wow, so you remember these, bro. Good memory. Uh, yeah, I, I like those games. a lot. Uh, uh-huh. I played hey, with my... Hey, 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 hey. Dude, huh. okay, so me and Nugget were talking about this last night. All right. I just basically pictured, like, my dream game. What is it? And 
It's a World War II dogfighting combat VR game World where War II I have dog some pedals and a VR joystick. Game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have VR goggles, and uh-huh. then it's like a World War II dogfighting game where I'm in a Corsair or a Mustang or a Zero. And are you? And is it is it like up scroll game where you just move forward the whole time? What is up scroll? Like no, like, I'm talking like simulator, dude. Like you know how that was, there's Grand 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 Turismo and the physics are like real. Okay, well, have you seen the Grand Turismo like simulator they have where it looks like they zoomed it in and it looked like a dashboard of a car? And I really thought the windshield. I thought it was an actual car, and the dude just pressed a button and the windshield showed me a whole different scene, and he just started driving like that kind of simulation. Well, I want VR goggles, so I won't need all that. What yeah. I will need is just I'll probably have to drop. A few hundred bucks on this. I want some pedals, you know, because they have like a clutch and I don't know how to fly a, a Mustang, but yeah. I want to learn. And then I want to learn how to like dogfight and have like a real stick and all, you know, the clutch and whatever. And then I want to like dogfight with some VR goggles. And like, that's like my dream game. And I think it might happen at some point. Uh, like I, World I War II mean... dogfighting has been my favorite thing since I was like a little kid. Yeah. And... I've never really been into like the more modern games because back in the day there were some, you know, dog fighting games, but then they all turned into jet fighter games. Mm-hmm. And those are all just like missiles and stuff. I don't really get them. Yeah. So, I actually played those on the PC. It was like in 1995. It was at the same time I was playing like NHL, like NHL game. There was this, uh, my dad had this jet simulator game that I would play and shoot. Yeah. 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 And so, I, you know, I love those. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I don't know what kind of attachments you would need to make it feel real, but... Joystick, pedals, clutch, probably like a handbrake or something for flaps, and then boom, you're off to the races. It's going to be insane. I think VR is... Like, I, in five years, would love to be in Apex Legends 3 VR Battle Royale, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. We're a year away, dude. Yeah. PlayStation's going to drop. And then, like, a month later, we're going to get, like, Apex well, Yeah, Super where I have, like, a gun on my hip, and I, I'm just, like, mobbing around. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I see it happening, and I see VR getting better and better. And so, without a doubt, the games that we love today will be VR. And as Zobs is saying, they already have, like, realistic flight simulators. So, I'm sure, like, realistic dogfight Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, a year or two. Away. Like, all, all, like, somebody needs to do is be, like, hey, guys. Do you think there's a market for a World War II dogfighting game for VR? And then somebody say, like, yeah, let's do it. And then, like, I'm going to buy that game. <laughs> and, like, some goggles. That's you know what I'm shit. saying? Like, I've yeah. been waiting for this my whole life. Yeah, I, I would love that, too. It's, I'm so and close. I, I would love to fly an airplane. I would love to fly an airplane in a, as a video game and get in dogfights. You know fights. who I think's really cool are those people who set up flight simulators at home and then to, like, relax legit fly boeings our, our buddy our buddy showed us that jake bake i'll say jake bake i can say jake bake sure jake bake jake bake i don't know yeah jake bake jake bake would uh he he loved the flight simulators and told me about them and then i mean basically people use flight simulators on like tv and and video games just to learn how to fly like remote control airplanes in real life but also to fly real planes like flight simulators are yeah. legit Big old version of that. They also have like farm tractor simulators where you can just mob around on big giant, you know, backhoes. <laughs> <That's cool too. laughs> like digging hey, up I dirt just got, in your lunar. I got goat simulator. I'm going to try that out at some point. <laughs> I thought it was a goose or something. And there's some like. That's a different game. There was first goat simulator. This is the goose game. You're just kind of like, you're, you're, the point is you're kind of like a bad goose and your job is to go annoy the townspeople. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're very uh, similar, I think. I don't I've, know much I, about Goat Simulator. I, I, I haven't, seen, it. I haven't cool. seen gameplay. All I can think of is in Zelda when you just whack the chicken too many times and they all start flying in. Yeah, dude. It, it, yeah, yeah, like you run around and you have to like, you grab like some girl's like notebook and throw it in the well. And then like you're off to the shop to go like terrorize the shopkeeper. It's like real fun. Uh, somebody, this is my thing, but somebody described it as like Grand Theft Auto with a goose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, Grand Theft Auto with a goose. Yeah, that actually is a really uh-huh. cool description. Okay. Yeah. I, I know we're getting like way past Apex and getting really off subject, but I did want to talk about the tournament that we entered last week. Uh, we did, we did. We did, we did. And this time, instead of one team, we actually, uh, our Discord was being represented, Dropship was being represented by two teams, Team Lift Buggy and Team Dropship, which is... Uh, I mean, the whole tournament, we're all kind of friends, but these were kind of like our, like the Dropship podcast, like our side. Uh, team Dropship. Yeah. Hey, uh, congrats to Team Lift Buggy getting third place. Good job. Yes. Guys. Congrats to Team Lift Buggy getting third place. Uh, team Dropship, which was the team that I was on and Zobs was on for half the time. Uh, we got fifth place and it was out of nine people. And congrats to Team CKC and those dudes uh, for killing it with 90 points uh, in the two hours and taking the win. Yeah, thanks, Fudd. We appreciate the tournament. Yeah, we, we appreciate the tournament, and we look forward to the next one. Oh, we were all really... Oh, hey, we should say um, Bagel, Thunder, and Nizzle uh, got third place, so good job. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Lift Buggy was uh, Bagel, Thunder, Nizzle. Uh, they actually got more wins than everybody else in the whole tournament. They ended up winning. Oh, that's right. They won three. Yeah, they won three matches in the two hours. And uh, yeah, so they took the top in wins, uh, but they just couldn't eke over the amount of kills they needed to get first place, like 61 to 90. And then a lot of people in the middle were like in the 80s, 80, 88, 85, 83, 84, 90. And so... From first to sixth place, there was just like one gun battle away from getting first place, and so yeah, it was a tight tight pack this it, time. It, it was a tight pack, kept up. and we 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 have grown, and so it's a friendly a friendly tournament tournament uh, hosted by Elmer Fudd Games and those guys over at Outplayed podcast and i don't uh, actually think outplayed hosts it i think it's just fud it's just fun i'm sorry fud yeah. i'm so sorry that i interpreted it that wrong uh but elmer fud games and so outplayed is in it and their friends and then people that know elmer yeah fud, they're super cool and they yeah. i think yeah yeah they're great uh just expect to hear and see you know outplayed and dropship gaming i mean we're, we're buddies on the scene and you can edit this i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm not that's great we are yeah. buddies yeah, we definitely uh, plan on tearing up the scene together of uh, you guys. You guys rock. Your Discord's awesome. Uh, hope to see you guys over at our house in Dropship Gaming Discord. And anybody that's listening, uh, you can look at our show notes and you can join our Discord if you want to communicate with Zobs Rye or any hey, of the... Hey, if you want to help the show grow, drop us a like. Hit that heart if you listen on Spotify. Uh, drop us a rating or a review. Uh, makes a difference, and we appreciate the hell out of every single one of you. Thanks for sticking with us. That's all I got. That's all I got. We did it. You made Let's it. Laser Blazer, this. Thanks for listening. Laser Blazers, blaze more lasers. Laser Blazer, blaze more lasers. Pew 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 pew. pew, 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 pew.